I think the, the goal here is just intros. And I think it's really cool that you both are in AI type of businesses. So I wanted to make sure that you guys knew of each other and then maybe you can inspire certain developments in the other's business. I guess with that guy, did you give Trevor, I know Trevor, you were talking a little bit about what you're doing, but yeah. guy, did you get a chance to go through what you're doing? Okay, so not exactly. Let me explain to you our main system that we built. Yeah. Okay, so essentially, okay, so we do a lot of consulting. We're working with big businesses. We have a huge back end for now. No front end yet, just because we're developing it and we don't really want to do it for just everyone. We're really tailoring each AI system that we're building for our clients. But essentially, what we're doing is automated AI marketing. So it's basically building a whole ecosystem, automating it, obviously with AI, right? So that we can create custom articles, social media content. So like posts, images, videos, reels, memes, carousels, right? The AI is able to comment on other people's posts from your own account. So essentially if you're like, listen, we wanna we want to target everyone who's posting on this specific hashtag. It's going to start commenting on everybody who's posting there and really personalized comments, not the really generic ones that you see nowadays. Some fire emojis. Yeah, or follow this page. No, nothing yeah. like that. Really, it's able to read the image, read the description and give its two cents because we're using the $1.80 strategy by Gary V, right? Where he says, you know, if you give your two cents 90 times a day, your network is just gonna grow exponentially. So we're using that essentially to personalize the comments. And if you're looking for, you're like, listen, XYZ is my competitor. I never intended for it to be taken literally. <laughs> Seriously. 90 times. <laughs> no, but that's really, these days maybe more, I don't know. Instagram puts a cap on a lot of these things, right? So we yeah. try to keep it friendly with the APIs, but it's been doing wonders for some of our clients. It's so crazy. So imagine like you're telling our clients, tell us like, okay, so XYZ is our competitor and we want to reach everyone who follows them, right? And get their eyeballs on our content. We're able to do that too. So it's pretty cool. And yeah, we create also like avatars. So like putting a face to your brand, animating the avatar as a reel. So all this is a system that's done autonomously. So it's really like a configure and forget system. You know what I mean? And it can go on forever. So yeah, we're trying to really bring down the price for marketing because marketing agencies nowadays are so expensive. You need three or four marketing agencies just to do everything I just said. And Instagram, TikTok, what, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google, like it's a lot of things to consider. And yeah. every day, every year, Instagram's like, no, now you need to post 10 contents a day, 10 <laughs> stories, 17,000 reels. It gets a lot. So if you're able to automate it with a really tailored, dope system, not like the generic stuff that you see nowadays. Microsoft Designer is pretty cool, but it's still a little generic. No, we do it yeah. in a very detailed way and it's been pretty good. So far in the last eight months, our clients have seen increase in Google ranking by 300%, which is crazy numbers. Increase in revenues between 28 and 34% and they're already generating a lot of money, these businesses, so it's been crazy. And, and yeah, reduction in marketing fees by 50%. One of our clients was able to reduce 75%, dude. Crazy. So imagine the guy was spending $100,000, well, the company, $100,000 a month on marketing, so including 
salaries, marketing agency fees, and designers, and whatever, everything that they had, right? And yeah, we were able to reduce that to 25,000 a month and increase their performance, increase their results and revenue. So yeah, it's been pretty cool. That's in a nutshell what we're doing now. Yeah. And you're creating these kind of custom for each of the brands that you're working with. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cause you know, big brands, it's anyways, it's not like they're going to register for a tool or anything. They're always going to go for an agency or like a customized solution. So yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been pretty interesting seeing, and we're saying like big companies who hop on this early, they're going to win. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to perform way better than the competition by far compared to traditional. You guys know best. Yeah, yeah. So it's just going to give you the differentiation early on. Right. And if it's, you wait longer and longer, everyone is going to wait longer and just catch up. Exactly. It's ads on Instagram back in 2013 compared to 2023. Well, your dollar is worth yeah. a lot more back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about you and what you guys are doing and how you put it all together and yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like I mentioned, it all started as a research project at North Carolina State. Me and my co-founder were working with big consumer brands like Sherwin-Williams that wanted to use social media trends to predict the next EPA baby bottle crisis. So yeah. what's the next chemical that everyone's going to be freaking out about online? So we created a way that we can follow specific conversations using social listening that we can see what's trending up in certain conversation, what's trending down, when should you be posting your content, really optimizing the whole social media strategy for brands. And for us, it's been a lot of not more established brands, more kind of brands that are getting started out and they need to figure out like, how can we enter this conversation around our industry and what are people interested in and use that to bring themselves forward in the same type of way and interact with this community, talk about relevant conversations, use that to create better content. So we went down the AI path as well. So we're able to use all of the social listening insights that we get and then put that into our content generator, which we can create Mainly social media posts is what a lot of our clients use it for. But like you said, a blog, newsletter article, a podcast idea, whatever it might be. And then specifically for social, we let them then post it out straight from the platform with that AI generated content. Then they can know, okay, I should post on Tuesday at 7 p.m. because that's when all of my specific audience is talking. So let's reach out to them. So just trying to optimize the whole social media strategy. So on the marketing side, they don't have as much of a burden spending 15, 20 hours a week just scrolling through posts. And instead for these smaller businesses, they can just know immediately, here's the type of content I need to be putting out. Absolutely. Right? That's really cool. That's really cool. We're, we have a system now where in the automated system that we have, before any word is written, Basically, we look at the AI looks at the keywords and the topics of the competitor, yeah. goes on to Google Trends to see really like what are people searching for now in real time. But I feel like the way you're doing it is it's way more focused. Yeah, 
like super social focused. Yeah. What are people talking about on Instagram around car washing in the past? Yeah. Week, amazing. Rather than the SEO keywords, which we've explored that a little bit too. And it seems like even though they are quite trendy and knowing what's talking about, it seems like the top keywords always dominate in like the generic terms, at least from what we've seen. Yeah. Have you seen the same? Yeah. Sometimes I yeah. need to tweak it so it, it doesn't always choose like the top because then yeah, it's, yeah. it's just all your content is going to be about that and it just doesn't make sense. You yeah. still need to Repetitive, do some right. sort of balance. Yeah. Yeah. So you nice. guys, it's more like a tool or what? Yeah. So we're the opposite of you mentioned. It's the custom solution for each brand. Yeah. We offer the TSV platform. So really the only differentiator between those platforms are the conversation we follow. So we set up a custom conversation for a brand. They can create their keyword. We call it a listen list. Cool. And then from following that, that's when they can come in. And right now we update every week with new insights, but we're about to switch to hourly to be able to let them know like real time, here's what's been trending. Here's a new trend spike from this week since Monday. So it's self-service and that they can come in and check out, create their posts and schedule them out. Yeah, if there's a specific, I don't know, topic during the Super Bowl that just pops up, yeah, then people can react to it in real time. Exactly, so I think that'll be a huge change in being able to do the hourly updates. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Super cool, dude, congratulations yeah. to you guys. But the very, yeah, thank you, you as well. And it seems like pretty related, right? I think the. And although it, the AI content piece is very similar, I feel like that's a requirement that we've gotten from like our, even our own customers is just because we have all of these insights and analytics and they're like, okay, but now what do we do with this? Like, yeah. How are we supposed to use this? And I'm sure that's the easiest way to plug it in. I'm sure there's a lot of education that comes with it. Like a lot of people, they look at it, they just get scared. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's, and I'm sure you've probably seen the same as certain brands are very avoidant to the AI trend and seems like a lot to manage and not realizing it will completely change how they work and make their lives easier. A hundred percent. It's so crazy. And a lot of yeah. people are, are very resistant to it, especially on the East coast. I would say a lot yeah, more yeah. than the West coast. It's, I don't know, maybe it's huh. a culture thing or speaking a few days ago to one of our clients, which I, I won't really name here, but essentially the marketing manager so not only do we need to s explain the ai concepts and whatever but then we realize this person doesn't even know some of the basics for the marketing concepts some marketing mm. strategies so how are you going to explain something that's here when the basics aren't even covered so it's crazy yeah. to me to see because digital marketing has been essential in every business for the last at least 10 15 years now Right. So, yeah, we're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. A lot of teaching, educating. Here's the main things that you should use this for. Right. Exactly. Like even up to the basics of marketing. Sometimes it's pretty crazy. A question. I'm curious, which one of you is going to be the first to connect your systems to programmatic advertising? Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to do it? That's a good question. Oh, that is a good question. That's on our roadmap. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like the programmatic side, at least just reminiscing on our uh, IBM time, Alex, I think it's the systems there almost seem 
so detailed and like what they're doing and how in the weeds that they go, it's almost like an entire other product that we'd be developing for the pro- programmatic side, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Un- unless we get a client who's looking to develop a system to do that and has a good budget, then yeah, we'll do it. Is that you, Alex? <laughs> is that I you? I think it is me. Yeah. I think it is me. That's one of my goals is to build something like that. Sure. Awesome. Yeah. I have a lot to learn from what you guys are doing. What would be the ideal situation in your mind for the programmatic AI? Mm. One to one. So it's built on a prospecting database. So you know every person in the audience that you're reaching out Mm. to. And you want to get as granular as possible and have the AI make a tailored message for each of the most granular groups. It should be like super hyper personalized that's the future yeah. we need ai to do that because you can't have personalized with person i think it's it's definitely going to happen it's just a matter of when like when yeah. when are you going to start seeing ads that are like hey guy hey trevor you left this thing in your car it's coming Where it's coming yeah. so i yeah. want to build that i feel like there's a lot of a lot of real-time applications that need to be developed with ai for that to start happening so that the ai in Ooh. real time can look at your behavior and just create something automatically and show it to you. Yeah. That's super interesting, yeah. actually. That's a good idea. Yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of crazy. Once that starts happening, I feel like people are really gonna freak out. People freak out when they think they talk about something and then they get an ad for it, but really they've had behavior over the past few weeks that led to them getting that ad and <laughs> not even realizing that. So yeah. if they see their name on their phone while they're scrolling through something, I'd be like, no, I, just be imagine, like, oh, way too creepy. imagine <laughs> the 30 second video ad is created on the spot specifically for you, for nobody uh, else. Yeah. Nobody else. Your is YouTube ad. Yeah. For example, wow. it's yours designed to, get you to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> they give you a custom QR code that gives you a promotion code that's just for you. Yep. There's so many different applications. Yep. yep. So imagine like dynamic pricing, how it's going to be applied after this. You're not going to have a yeah. one price for everything. No, it's going to be a price displayed for you based yeah. on your shopping habits, which is not always good. But if you know some particular user has a super high lifetime value and you can get them hooked to get something in their car for $20 that's originally $50 and then you know that they're going to add other things in the future it's still going to be so worth it right for those apps right. right yeah I think that's where marketing is going is predicting the wallet of the customer and just saying we we can stay within a certain profitability range even if we give them x amount and and figure whatever that is that's the promotion amount that you can give them i think that's where everything is going but in a lot of cases it's like the way hotels do it today it's what's the maximum amount of dollars i can take from this person you know what i mean if i I don't know for example if you know that a flight's arriving and all the hotels are pretty much overbooked and there's this one guy who keeps searching but he doesn't know what to book and you just put an ad as, hey, instead of two, $300 a night, now it's $1,000 a night because there's nothing else left. You're the only one standing here and we know you need to sleep somewhere. Yeah, the scarcity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's even, I would argue that's the previous generation is demand-based pricing where if, if there's like a super high demand, you price it. But the future, I think, is even in an excess environment, even if there are 10 rooms, knowing that person has $1,000 yes. to spend on the room, 
even if there's other rooms. If that's they, the trick. If they know that he usually spends that amount, he just came in flying first class, for example. Yeah, why would we sell it to him for two hundred dollars when he would spend a thousand? Yeah. Yeah, and then even further, maybe MTA teaches you that if you charge them a thousand, you'll get the thousand. But if you charge them five hundred, they'll come three or four times. Then you're like, okay, the, then it makes sense to then give them the discount. Sense. But it's all based on predicting the yeah. revenue. Damn, that's crazy, actually. Yeah, that is crazy. I'm yeah. just thinking about it from the technical side and all the data on the back end. It seems the data will probably be AI curated and be able to take in all these signals so quickly. But that like gap there, I think, is the biggest one. Because how can you know, like, on a page load that this person has a thousand dollars to spend on this hotel, right? Rather than like yeah. making all these calls to figure that out. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves. Especially now yeah. with the quantum computing is getting more and more powerful. So imagine how fast the AI is, can sip through like True. terabytes and terabytes of data. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. 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 Especially if you can create your own LLM of some degree or some type of model that's able to use all that data in a certain way and it's proprietary, like running on your own systems, oh, not yeah. relying on all the calls, right? I think it's definitely possible. Then it pretty much becomes a like a, like Jarvis, right? From Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, so Guy, Guy actually has, for certain clients, a local LLM running for them. We do. So we just, yeah, can we you tell do. us a little bit about how that works? I'd have to get you in a call with my engineers, <laughs> but, but essentially what we do is we use private servers and yeah. obviously LLMs, they learn from a huge amount of data. Plus we really fine tune it to what the, I guess, what the business is and how they run it, what type of content, what type of clients, products, all that stuff. But essentially most of the time is for privacy just to not have it run on OpenAI, not have it run on public servers, especially when we're doing like internal operation agents, right? They have access to a lot of sensitive data, a lot of accounting data, a lot of SOPs, right? So operating procedures and a bunch of other things. And this, if you put it in OpenAI, there's that risk, right? Where they have access, it might be public, it might be used to train the AI, so they prefer yeah. having, yeah a really closed system. And on top of that, you have compliance. So like compliance is a huge issue, especially multinationals that have different servers or different clients from different countries that they need to adhere to different laws, right? Mm -hmm. Especially like the EU, for example, EU privacy yeah. laws is 20 times what it is in America. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of compliance in these regards. So yeah, but most I see in the future most big companies or corporations, they're going to have to do it this way. It's the only way to, to protect and especially against hackers, which now are getting stronger and stronger. So yeah, it's a multifaceted outlook. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool that you all are able to do that. And definitely we've heard all of the AI prompt input concerns. Is it going to train the data? I'm curious. You don't have to tell us which. LLMs you're using, but are you using the same one on each of those different servers? Or do some of the clients like ask to use particular ones or do certain ones work better for certain types of clients? Have you seen that? 
That's a good question, actually. I would say most of the time. Especially for the engineers. Mo- yeah, yeah. They'll be able to break it down really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. I bet. S- sometimes these things are so complex that you can explain it to me three, four times, and I'll still be like, okay, like, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's you like know, AWS for me. Once it gets into AWS, I like know a few keywords, but beyond that, it's yeah, it's just over my head. Yeah, it's you know how your phone works, like the functionalities, each and every piece. Not really. You know how to use it, right? Yeah, exactly. But I would say all, all of the encryptions that we use, though, which is more related to privacy and, and security, we use a AWS Type Two SOC, which is oh nice t- today one of the top ones. Never been hacked. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You guys do the a little bit of the same or how is it for you guys? So we just use, because really the only information that we're giving to the AI prompts are the social listening insights that we find. So we don't really need to safeguard it as much that we don't right. really deal with the PII or anything like that. So we haven't gotten much pushback, but we're starting to go into certain sectors like financial services, we're starting to see some of those requirements start to pop up as we get into those. Oh yeah, especially financial sector is very rigorous. Very secure. Let me ask you. Yeah, go ahead, Alex, please. So when you're coding AI, are you using prompts to input what you want the changes to be? Like, do you interact with it like like we do with ChatGPT or is there some kind of additional coding that it goes into the LLM? So for us, because we're using, for example, like a GPT-4 API call, we create the perfect prompt that is designed for social media management, right? right? So we can put in all these inputs, use all that, but we're also able to make some edits to like the number of steps or the iterations that it's working on. So we can tailor those as well and do some on the actual LLN side of things, even if we're not really creating that, we can make some edits to make sure that it's as fast as possible to get it back to the user, but also giving them the best result. But it's a lot of prompt engineering that's been a lot of the work. Oh, yeah. Us is pretty much the same, yeah. But we, we still don't talk to it in prompts to change its own system. That will be coming. Yeah. But, but no, so far, especially for LLMs, it's a lot of coding. It's a lot of deep dive, yeah. But I see it changing. It's going to change for sure soon. Yeah. 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 Seems like a lot is going to change soon. Oh, yeah. Like I I was explaining to Alex uh, last time, um, we're building, it's still still, uh, under the hood for now, but what we're building, so imagine like a kind of virtual office where you have like individual AI agents, right? Yeah. That you can program to do whatever you want them to do. So let's say one of them is a CEO, the other one's a CTO, another one's a designer, another one is the marketing manager, the other one is, I don't know, copywriter, whatever it is, accountant, all these things, right? And you can essentially, they can have meetings with each other, right? All the AIs together, and they can also have meetings with the humans who are running them. So let's say there's a certain campaign that you wanna run, you give it to the AI agent marketing manager who he in turn is going to talk to his AI staff, get it done, and then have a meeting with you to review what they've created, what their plan is, how they're going to do it, right? It's insane. It's completely insane. 
And I see a lot of applications for this in large businesses, uh, even small businesses who need a large team, but obviously don't have the yeah. cash flow, right, for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Just doing all the strategy and planning and bringing back the finished product, right? Exactly. Imagine. Yeah. And it's no humans involved unless you want them to be. You get what I mean? Yeah. Like, and yeah, then yeah. you'll be able to chat with these AI agents the same way that me and you are chatting right now, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Are you an AI? Are you an AI? Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> Disclosure. <laughs> Let me ask you, Trevor, you guys have an API? So we are, it's funny, we are actually starting to build one out as we've gotten, that's been where we're leaning towards some more is yeah. going after being the analytics stuff for all of these social listening insights for certain niches and then being able to plug them into other generative AI tools, right? So we're getting started with that actually today. Amazing. You got to keep me posted yeah. on that so we can integrate yeah. it into our systems. Yeah, we should definitely talk some more. For sure, for sure. Because imagine, that, that would be awesome. so interesting if we can really pinpoint to the hour, right, what people are talking about in, in a yeah. specific industry or niche or whatever, man. Or around a brand, right? Oh, man, that'd be crazy. Yeah. So you can react yeah. in real time and you don't need any real human intervention. Crazy. Exactly. Crazy. Yeah. No, we, we'll, we'll definitely stick for sure and i know we're doing like some sort of soft podcast i would say right now but we should totally book a whenever you want alex we should let's do a real one yeah we'll do a yeah. real one a group uh, one yeah and then you can you, know, you can create whatever topics you want us to talk about i'm down and liven it up a bit and yeah it would be a pleasure i think there's a lot that we can discuss yeah about 30 minutes flew by so we i'm sure we could talk a lot oh yeah totally <laughs> thank you guys